Hello, and um, welcome to Not For Turning with me, Casey. This is all about important conversations, strong opinions, and authenticity. This will be a brand new type of podcast, led by thought and carefully crafted over time. The best quality doesn't come with arbitrary deadlines, fancy equipment or money. It comes with space to grow. So that's why this podcast won't be following a set schedule, won't have a particular number of episodes per week or month, and only when one is good enough will your ears be able to listen. It'll also be accompanied by a written piece, so for those who prefer to read, and just to make sure any topics that we talk about are well thought out and actually meaningful, and not just for the sake of popping out an episode. So let's get on to the first episode. Episode 1. Danger, Danger, Fringe Media. So in September 2020, I think it was now, um, there was an announcement that was going to be a new, new startup. And this was quite exciting, mostly because we hadn't had a new, new startup since it was Sky News launching in 1989. So I think that was about 30 years or so without a new startup. And then fast-forwarding to September 2023, GB News has suspended two extreme presenters um, over sexist remarks against the female journalist. And I believe possibly yesterday, a third, over I'm not sure what. Um, so it's quite a journey. So from, from announcement to launch, um, it, it's probably fair to say that the path of GB News has been anything but steady. It began by promising to be sort of this revolution in in news, trying to give a voice to ordinary people outside the London bubble, as it called it, and to represent all voices. And GB News, which obviously broadcasts all of its programmes from London, bar the occasional performative tours, um, with mostly right-wing presenters, did have the potential to shake up the industry and create a new channel of the people, for the people, and by the people. What it has done is none of that really. GB News has sided off an extreme section of society and allowed people to make a living from being extreme. From pretty much a constant hater of Meghan Markle, the Duchess of Sussex, to an obsession with genitals and what's between people's legs. GB's news has made an impact, albeit not the one that I think it should have, and what people, most people think it should have. I was actually thrilled when GB News was announced, um, with so many decent presenters, including Simon McCoy, who I was delighted to was joining, um, and Gloria De Piero, who's still there now. I was kind of hoping that it would give a voice to those who'd felt ignored or left behind, and that it would give sort of a range of opinions a platform, in a way that mainstream media and other media outlets hadn't done before, but also whilst presenting the news in a new, but most importantly, impartial way. That's, that's its first duty as a broadcaster, to give the news in an impartial way. And that's something I don't believe it's doing. So I did watch GB News for some time. You know, I, I gave it a fair chance because I was quite, quite excited for it. I was looking forward to it. Um, but that was before I sort of gradually scaled back because it further further strayed from what its original purpose and founding mission was sort of claimed to be. With each show and 
my, my faith in the channel sort of reduced somewhat with the lack of preparation of some presenters who were woefully underprepared to challenge some guests who said extreme things or falsehoods. Um, and, and they weren't prepared to understand where the lines were. They weren't given some kind of briefing of this is the line, this is where I need to intervene. Because some of them had very little broadcast experience. You know, give them the opportunity. I was thrilled to see new faces, but they should have been prepared. Some presenters even claim not to want to give Harry and Meghan attention whilst they actually mentioned them in every show of their first week and continually since to this day. And then presenters began making outrageous claims and falsehoods, which, as I say, were left unchallenged by other presenters and the station itself, which obviously is very problematic when you're claiming to be a news channel and wanting to present news in an impartial way. So one of their other problems was often sort of a complete lack of balance. They often invited one person of the imposing view to sort of be the token opposition, um, where they were often hounded by the other guests and presenters. Um, when they debated whether trans people are valid, dangerous, or even their existence, they mostly do so without one present. And so, as I say, whilst there were some germs again, Simon McCoy and Gloria de Piero, more extreme characters then sort of began entering the fray. They became, got a little, little bit more airtime and a little bit more prominence. So from people who said awful things on question time and that made it their entire personality after taking a divorce very badly, um, or people who'd led minor bigoted political parties, or even people who dressed up as wannabe vicars or conspiracy theorists. GB News no longer was a news channel. The vision that Andrew Neil had set out when he was enthusiastically behind it, its chairman, its prime presenter, had lost out to the extreme American culture obsessed crazies. I could no longer in good conscience choose the channel as the first channel to go to whenever I had time. I couldn't reward them for putting what probably I and many others would call people with dangerous views on TV. So often, if you call these people out, they'll portray you as opposed to the people, against interests of the people, and not representative of them. They sort of make you out as the elite. Again, not because you actually are, or because you represent the elite, but it's because you said something that they oppose that doesn't fit with their narrative and doesn't fit with the view that they're trying to create. And that's how they try and portray you as the enemy of the people, by crafting an us-versus-them narrative Sort of the, the views of the ex presenters, however extreme or however moderate or whatever they might be, are absorbed as representative of the people. That's what they make people think are the views of the people. So whether they're not, so whether they are or they're not, it doesn't matter. All they need to do is create an image of the people and associate a set of views with them. So then when anyone tries to criticise, it's easier for them to say, they're the elite. One of their favourite things to do is constantly obsess over the Duchess of Sussex, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, trans people and race. You'd struggle to find a day where you probably couldn't get a bingo for all three. GB News has obsessively and constantly tried to import fake, Americanized, manufactured culture wars. 
which are not only deeply harmful to societies, as America is pretty good an example of that at the moment, they're fundamentally unconservative and anti-British. But it's also given a financial incentive to their contributors to keep saying more extreme things, keep get, generating clicks, generating the views and engagement, because that's what they need. The demonization of vulnerable groups of people who don't need any more demonization through an attempt to create a latest moral panic, the new moral panic, the moral panic of 2023. When people realize it was a lie, as with every other single moral panic, they will move on. And that's when the media will move on, because when the people no longer believe there's a risk or there's a threat, because there isn't, they'll move on to a new one, they'll create a new one, because they need something else as an anchor to generate clicks, to whip up the people, to sell papers, adverts, and increase those views. So I, I did see the clip of, of Piers Morgan um, on Talk TV, sort of talking about um, likening it to a drug dealer and giving people the next hits and things. Um, and actually, I'd thought of that a few minutes before, so it was, it was quite odd to see him say it. Um, but the irony of him is that whilst he stayed in that same place and said things that might have made us go, or, you know, wow, you know, things that might have made us react in that way, but that was generally his limit. He didn't go above that. But that was also where it started. He was the first pill, and that was never, ever going to be enough. Individuals are now saying more and more extreme things, making their audience more dependent on them and giving them their next pill or their next new drug. However, they become numb to it. So they need something increasingly stronger to be given to them, to, so they keep them dependent on them. And these people are all too happy to deal out the next pill to them because it gives them their income and it generates those clicks. The audience that they've carved are the addicts and these fringe outlets are the dealers. And there's only one way that goes. However, what these people don't realise is that there is a point to where only so much can be tolerated before there are consequences. I felt them personally. Never felt unsafe until recently, but constantly looking behind me, seeing if another man is following me again, or if someone runs towards me or jumps out of the train station again. The side effects of these pills are something they don't care about, nor do they wish to treat them as long as it brings in the checks, brings in the clicks, brings in the viewers. That is their primary concern. The latest issue, which led to the suspension of two particular presenters, wasn't even the most severe issue that channel has faced. The fact that they or others haven't been suspended for other things or far worse things that have been said or broadcast tells you exactly the one thing you do need to know. It's all about money. The channel executives did not care what extreme thing the presenters said as long as it didn't hurt them financially. They're, they're, they're claiming that they don't tolerate these kinds of remarks that have been broadcast, are using the suspension as proof that they're acting hard and fast. But the reality is that it's tolerated far worse, and it tolerates far worse. The guise of free speech was GB News's USP, it was its unique selling point, it was the thing that made it different 
from others that it was going to broadcast a range of views. But it isn't free speech that this channel cares about. It's money. And that's why I believe that GB News poses a direct risk to the very fabric of society. Without some kind of drastic change or drastic overhaul with new presenters, new guidelines, and actually an enforcement of those guidelines where they care about the rules, they care about the consequences of their stories, and the primary concern is not clicks or viewers, but their effect. Without these changes, it will continue to cause immense harm to society, which I believe it is doing. Nothing has been more toxic than this, but this is toxic with a small section of society. The rest of society does not care about these issues. It's a small group which are further being radicalised. Whether they know it or not, they are being radicalised. And that's where the risks come from, because the further these people are radicalised, the bigger threat they pose. It isn't too late to stop, reflect and return to that vision that Andrew Neil originally set out for it to achieve of a range of views being for the people, by the people, adding new talent, people who haven't been in the media before, giving them their breaks, reporting on stories that other media outlets might seem as mundane or not relevant. It still has that chance and opportunity. It just requires the guts of someone to stand up to these crazies and represent the views of everyone, the actual people, not the small fringe group of people it claims represent the opinion of the people. That's what it has to do. And just to head off some of the criticism, which I know that some people of GB News will be like, this, this isn't us, we represent you know, this free speech, but we don't believe in freedom from consequence. We don't believe in these extreme views. We don't like them. The reality is at the moment, if you take away the extremities, you have a very, very bare bones scarf. You could probably survive with a breakfast show, maybe one of the news shows, and that's pretty much it. The rest of it would be void. And that's what they don't want to say. The reality is that GB News is not what it claimed it was going to be. And so for people like me who hadn't been in the media, who hadn't been given opportunities before, we felt let down because this was the media outlet that was supposed to be for us. The one that was supposed to give new people a chance with a range of views and not just the ones it likes. Otherwise, you then turn into a situation where you become another outlet, either the Daily Mail or the Mirror, right or left, but you don't become that debating town hall that you claimed you wanted to be. Briefly add as well, this, this is really having real world consequences. These stories that have been whipped up over the past three years, you can see an increase in people's changing. And it's not because there are more people who are thinking these things. It's because the people who already thought them are now feeling emboldened to act. They're feeling emboldened to jump out at you at a train station. They're feeling emboldened to follow you through London. 
this is the effect that it's having and you know my opinion is that it knows it's doing that obviously other people will disagree and think that it doesn't know it's doing that and it isn't doing that and that's you know that's their opinion and that's fair enough but until you sort of notice on the ground the consequences of these things and the consequences of what's being broadcast you're not going to understand i think that feeds in as well to what the issue was the other day where there were sexist remarks made they thought it was funny they thought people would like it they thought it would it would generate clicks adverts revenue they thought it was going to be an asset for them and that's what they fundamentally misjudged because they made a woman subject to that abuse and the only reason that people are calling this out and there are actually any consequences is because it's been roundly criticised even by the people, some of the people who work for it. And that's a fundamental issue, is that they, they believed this, what they believed to be an innocent comment, they, they knew what it was going to do. They knew that it was going to have some kind of reaction. They thought it was going to be positive. They thought it was going to be, haha, you know, it's a funny comment. It's something great. It's a channel that's not afraid to say out their things and have some fun, but it hasn't. And that's why this channel needs fundamental reform. It needs some kind of standards and some kind of decency. Because whilst you do have some individual decent presenters like Isabel Webster or Eamon Holmes and Gloria DiPiero and maybe one or two others, those people are being tarnished with the same brush as the others. Wherever you agree with me, wherever you disagree with me, something clearly has gone very wrong with GB News. They've descended into open civil war because somebody made a sexist remark and the presenter failed to challenge it. That's why they are in this problem. That's why they're in this mess. And it's not anybody's fault. You know, people can react and be upset to what was said and they're entitled to do so. That doesn't mean they're claiming they want GB News silenced or banned. I don't want it to be banned. I want it to succeed and I still want it to succeed, but not in the form it currently is. So, do you disagree? Do you agree? Let me know. So that was episode one of Not Returning Danger Danger Food News Media. See you next time.